Welcome to the Whole Life Podcast with Deanna Marie. I'm a holistic life coach obsessed with all the things to help make your life complete. This podcast will give you actionable tools to help you feel your feelings and start living your life from radical self-love. Hello and welcome back to my podcast. Today we have the second part of my interview with Ashley and it's it's so good. We talk about the witch wound, the divine feminine, specific ways you can strengthen your intuition, and lots of good, good things. So I'm excited for you to dive in. Also want to let you know that I'm currently still doing my fall special until the end of November, which is three one-hour coaching sessions with me for 333. And we can discuss anything you want on these calls, but if this episode resonates with you, then we can specifically talk about these things that we discuss in the podcast, how to feel connected spiritually no matter where you're at on your faith journey, and how to feel peaceful about your own authority and intuition. Because I help women make spirituality their own in and out of religion, and it's something that I'm very passionate about doing. So if you want to take advantage of this special, send me a message at... Deanna at the soulfulwoman.co co, or you can also find me at the soulfulwoman underscore on Instagram. So here we go. Okay, so we're back for part two. So good to have you here again, Ashley. Hello. Um, so in our last episode, we were talking about trusting yourself and strengthening your, your spiritual gifts. And you mentioned that there were some exercises that you could do to strengthen your intuition and put it to the test. Would you be willing to tell us a little bit about some of those exercises? Sure. Yeah. So there's quite a few, um, but I do want to kind of keep it simple um, without giving a <laughs> like a whole hours of information because we like the other uh, podcast we could probably talk about how to strengthen your intuition for hours. There's books, um, lots of books out there, lots of um, teachers that that teach how to do that. But I would say the easiest way to start um, strengthening spiritual gifts and intuition is really listening to yourself and what you have to say and what you feel inside. Um, And then following what that is. Um, a lot of times there is a conditioning to um, be unsure about yourself um, and to not trust yourself. And a lot of that has to do with um, the witch wound, which we can talk about later. Mm-hmm. So how do you start? Um, and one way I, I tell people to start is um, a really quick morning meditation. Um, and I'm talking like maybe two minutes max. Um, in the morning when you first wake up and if you're like me and it's uh, like you don't have a lot of time in the morning, you know, I, I get up, I have kids to get to school, I have to get to work. There's just not a ton of time um, in the mornings. And so what I will do is my alarm clock goes off and I lay in bed and I will um, do a brief meditation where I picture myself grounding so so kind of sinking it for me I picture myself grounding by like as I'm laying in bed I picture myself kind of sinking into earth a bit and um then I will 
quiet my mind, which is kind of easy to do when you're first waking up. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, what do I need to know today? And then I'll kind of see what comes in. Um, and it's interesting because sometimes I will get images of animals. Sometimes I'll get words. Sometimes I'll get thoughts. Um, but I will also um, kind of tune into my heart and and really try and feel what my body feels to get that answer. What is it that I need to know today? And then, and then that's it. That's your meditation. Whatever it is that comes in, uh, remember that, write it down, and then see what, um, what you learn from those. When, whenever I get animals, I will usually Google what um, that spirit animal is. Like if I get an image of a bear or if I get an image of an eagle, I will usually Google um, bear spirit animal meetings or um, eagle spirit animal meetings. And there's lots of um, different meanings to the different animals. So I, I basically take everything that I get in that little meditation as truth and seriousness. So, um, and that's how you can really start to learn to listen to yourself and be open to the guidance for yourself where it's not coming from someone else. Um, so that's one thing. Um, the other thing that you can do Um, to start trusting yourself is to start actually speaking what you feel and acknowledging what you feel and knowing that there's nothing wrong with what you feel. Now, our, our range of emotions, we, sometimes we will feel angry. Sometimes we will feel happy. Sometimes we will feel sad. Um, sometimes we will be afraid to speak or, or feel inadequate um, and, and when you have moments of inadequacy, acknowledge that you feel inadequate, but then speak anyway. Um, or when you feel afraid, um, acknowledge that, that, you know, figure out why it is that you feel afraid and then speak anyway. Um, and when you're angry, there's probably a reason for anger. Anger is one of those beautiful emotions that really when you follow anger to its root, it's, it's going to be self-betrayal. There's something that you're angry about because someone or something is not seeing who you are. Deep down, you know who you are. So it's getting to the root of emotion, embracing all the emotions and knowing that there's nothing wrong with this full range of emotions that we can have. And in spite of having emotions that people see as maybe unflattering or ones that we want to squash or whatever that is, don't squash them. Embrace them, work with them, love them, and speak up anyway in spite of them. Um, that is what I would say are, are probably the easiest um, exercises to incorporate in our day-to-day life. Um, I could go on for a very long time about a lot of different exercises. Um, So much of intuitive development is learning how uh, your body is wired for information. And so that is a, a, it's called the clairs, clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience. There's, there's five main different clairs that, that people use um, or people are wired with. And so part of intuitive development is learning how you receive information and then um, 
trusting how you get that information through that wiring. But again, that's a whole hour or so yeah. of information. So those are fun ways to start for now. And then later, <laughs> later on or somewhere else we can, we can talk about, um, how to recognize which clairs you have. Yeah. And I will also add that, um, knowing your human design type and the specific yes. gates that you have is also overlaps with those clairs as well. Yes. And that, that Absolutely. will give you some more insight into your spiritual gifts. So that has been another great modality that I have worked with and that I really enjoy. Um, and then another, like, I love the question that you asked in the morning. Um, what do I need to know today? One that I ask, um, even when I'm just feeling like anxious, um, I will ask what is true in this moment. And that yes. really opens up the floodgates for me, um, to feel peace because inevitably I will feel the love of, of God and, and the divine in, in that moment. Um, yeah. even if I'm feeling, you know, like shame or something like bad about myself, I will feel like, no, like I, I still love you. Like you are still loved. And, um, some people, you know, with my clients, I work with, with them as well with like making sure that like the ego is not trying to come in and answer that or your anxiety of what's true. Like, you know, you're a horrible person. Like those are lies, right? Right. That right. come up, but like what is really true and tapping into that vibration. So I love your question too. Like, what do I need to know today? And I just wanted to add that one too, that that helps yeah. me is what. That is a beautiful question to ask um, as well. I would say either one of those questions, both of those questions, that is a super important question to ask as well. Yeah. Wonderful insight. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing those with us. Okay. So let's get in to, um, to the witch wound. So if you can explain, <laughs> and we have lots of time now to talk about yeah. this. So um, yeah, explain what it is and how it's showing up in um, ourselves individually and in the collective. And um, yeah, just tell us all the things. <laughs> Okay. I would like to preface this with, I am not an expert. So this is, you know, just based on my own experience, my own reading. Um, and so there's lots more information out there than, than what we will talk about, but, oh, and I also want to preface this with, um, if I do talk about patriarchy, I am not talking about it in the sense that like, I don't like men, right? That is absolutely not, <laughs> Not what this is about. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, uh, the witch wound does stem in part from patriarchy and the cultures of of men being the ones that are in charge and women being the ones that are submissive. That's one part. But also throughout the ages, women being persecuted in, in awful ways for having an opinion or um, speaking up or working with earth like herbs or, or being in a situation where someone wouldn't understand um, what they were doing, any type of mystical activity, um, anything related to really spiritual work. Um, women were, were put under a microscope and condemned if it didn't fall in line with 
what whoever was in charge uh, wanted. And so you can look through history and, and horrific things happen to women for, for pra practicing mystical spiritual things. Um, and uh, there's things that that does energetically to us um, and to our, our ancestral lines. But even just looking at science um, and epigenetics, um, epigenetics has shown that when your ancestors and people in, um, that you're related to when they've had traumatic events, it does leave a molecular scar in your DNA. Yeah. And that can stay in your DNA for like seven and eight generations. Mm -hmm. That's a long time to have this scar of trauma in your DNA. So when, when you have women who have had female ancestors that were persecuted or hushed or forced to keep their, their opinions to themselves or their beliefs to themselves or just stay quiet, um, whether it's due to fear, whether it's due to hiding from persecution or um, whatever the reason is, there's a million different reasons why women have been conditioned to be silent and to fall in line and to not um, follow their hearts, but to follow what other people want them to do. Uh, when you have women like that in your line, and everybody that's a woman that has a woman in their line has some form of that. Mm -hmm. um, it does manifest in you today. And a lot of that will come in as fear of speaking up and following your own intuition. Um, now, if you're into the hippie woo-woo stuff, which, uh, I mean, there you and I are both into the hippie woo-woo stuff. Yes. Energetically, that does come in. Um, as well. So I do have a story. Ooh, please share. Um, I was, let's see. Um, when I started practicing mediumship, um, uh, I, I learned how a lot of receiving information has to do with, um, opening your chakras and having them clear. Um, and you kind of want to have your, your whole body energy be clear. And there's this feeling, um, where you just feel like you're completely open in all areas. When I first started practicing, I would try so hard to clear my throat. And I always felt like there was just stuff around my throat, like stagnant energy or a block or something. I could never, I never could feel like my throat was clear. Now your throat is associated with speaking your truth. And so if, if I didn't have a clear throat, that would mean that there's some type of blockage in me speaking my truth. And so I, um, that was absolutely true. Um, I, and looking back, I, um, I really wasn't speaking my truth. Um, I, when I first, uh, started practicing mediumship, I was also afraid to come out and tell people <laughs> that this is what I'm doing, fear yeah. that people would think I was crazy, fear that people would condemn me, fear that people would think I was, you know, opening the door to the devil. There's a lot of things that I was afraid of. So I did keep it quiet. 
Um, and so I did have this stagnant energy around my throat. And then I did go to a friend who, who does Reiki and, um, she, she did this, um, energetic clearing. Um, and also I should uh, insert that I didn't tell her, um, about my throat area. Mm. I just kind of went in saying like, I just, I need some, you know, a tune up is essentially what I went in, what I went in for. Anyway. So at, at one point, um, while she was working on me, I felt whatever it was that was around my neck loosen. Mm. Like not that it was totally cleared, but it loosened. And I could feel this, like an energetic cord that was there wrapped around me tightly, just like loosen up. And, um, and it felt like I'd been uncaged and I wanted to like, scream this primal scream of freedom like I it was this um the the only way I can describe it is I was feeling uncaged and you know then she afterwards we we do a follow-up conversation and and it was like you had something around your throat there was something around your throat and we loosened it up it was still there a little bit though um anyway so that's that's story number one now uh, story number two is in my quest um, to learn all things hippie woo-woo, I also saw a shaman. And um, so I'd had this experience where um, I had this loosening of what um, was around my neck and my throat area. And then I, the shaman, um, if you've ever... Um, if you've ever looked into shamanism, they do what's called journeys. Um, it's kind of like a, a hypnosis state, but also a dreamlike state where um, they they basically narrate and walk you through. Um, they walk you through an a, an experience, a spiritual experience, and I don't know really how to describe it correctly. But in this, um, in this journey that we were on, um, she was narrating what she was seeing for me. And part of what she was seeing for me was that my throat was chained. Um, and also I hadn't told her anything about my throat either, but she saw this like chain around my throat and she saw that there were like hooks in my back and that they were put there to keep me quiet and to keep me silent Mm -hmm. and that um, they needed to be cleared in order for me to speak and do what I came here to do. And so she's narrating this thing that she sees. um, And I did feel that I, I forgot to mention that when it comes to what she saw in my back, my back was also a place that I felt like I could never clear, but I didn't understand why that was important because I didn't know enough about uh, energy work at the time. So I didn't feel like it was as significant as the throat. But for the sake of keeping it short and simple, um, she she narrates what's happening with my throat, and then she describes all of these women coming in um, to help me pull off this, um, this chain that's around my throat. Mm. 
and it it was really a beautiful moment for me um, because it, it confirmed a, a lot of things that I'd felt like I had this connection with with women in my line with with women in general to to help them learn to speak but when I myself was also learning to speak yeah and so these women and this shaman pull this chain off from around my neck and and I could feel it and I felt like almost like I was lifted out of my body a little bit and then um the chain was gone and again I felt uncaged like I could breathe deeper than I'd ever breathed before and that um I felt suddenly not suddenly but like just a the encouragement and the push to speak. Um, and then at, at the end of it, we, I, with this shaman, she talked a lot about how, um, she saw that it, it was, it was really pulling off like a, a curse or a, um, an ancestral lineage of, um, being silent. And that is the witch wound is when you inherit from woman after woman, after woman, after woman, the need to be silent, but it can be removed and we are designed to remove it. And as cool as the energy experiences were and eye opening for me, I don't think you have to go see a shaman in order to always remove any type of witch wound the same type of energetic um, event can happen simply by speaking and refusing to stay chained. Yeah. Um, and so that's where it comes into listening to your intuition and developing your intuition. The best thing that you can do to remove that witch room wound from your line is to speak and do what you're afraid to do. Um, because I do believe that we are at this time, so many of, of the women here are, are here to usher in the rise of the feminine. Now that doesn't mean a squashing of the masculine. Mm -hmm. The feminine hasn't been present in our, in our society, um, as a, an equally powerful energy and force in Eons. It's been a very long time since the feminine has yeah. been recognized as something that's an equal, like a real honest equal in power. Yes. And women now are, are here designed to usher that in the rise of the feminine and they're here to break cycles. And when you give, when you acknowledge and allow yourself to have a voice, you do give a voice to all of the women that came before you. And when you're wondering if you're going to be supported in speaking your truth and doing what you were designed to do as a divine woman, it's those ancestors that, and those women that came before you that are going to help push you that way. And they are pushing women that way. And it really is amazing when I do readings um, to see uh, the ancestors that come through that are sustaining and pushing forward women who are breaking cycles and making changes and ushering in this new consciousness and new feminine. Yeah. Yeah. I, you just gave me, yeah. I just felt like goosebumps when you were speaking. Like 
I really do feel that. And I feel like that's part of, um, you know, my mission and I'm feeling your mission too, of just, that is what we're here to do is to help usher in this, um, the feminine divine and, and more of, um, you know, honoring that. So, yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. And, and we don't have to be experts either. Like, um, you, you're wonderful with human design and intuition. I'm a medium and I do my thing, but there are so many different ways that the feminine divine can present itself. And so, um, you don't have to be an expert. You have to just be willing to speak and follow through. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how you start. Yeah. Yeah. And I even think like when you were talking, I had the thought, you know, of like, um, what is her name? Um, Ruth, um, Ruth like, Bader Ginsburg. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. You, you, you were on my wavelength. <laughs> you knew exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> That's yeah. why it's fun to talk to you. <laughs> like you can, you know, my thoughts. <laughs> um, but yeah, like even what was it? 1970, do you remember the year? I can't remember the year where, you know, she weighed that where women could actually, you know, finally get a credit card and a line of credit in their name without a man co-signing. Right. So Can you believe that really wasn't that long. It ago? is not like my, my, yeah. Like my mother was, you know, in, in high school, I think when that happened. Um, so that's, yeah, crazy. So I'm thinking of that collectively too. Also, maybe this is too, too much weaving into that witch wound, but also like, you know, your beautiful, um, analogy of like taking the chains off of your, your throat. Um, but yeah, like let us be free. Let us be sovereign. Let us make our own decisions without having a man co-sign for us or, or speak for us. So, Yeah. yeah. And, and we are lucky to be, um, kind of live in a part of the world where we don't get in trouble for, you know, opening a credit card or having a bank account or driving a car and we can decide what we want to wear. But there's so many women not on in our country yeah. or in other parts of the world that, you know, can't even decide whether or not to um, wear a hijab. Yep. For instance, I mean, we look at what's going on in Iran mm-hmm. and the encaging of the women that's going on there um, and the bravery that they are showing by taking off that veil or their hijabs and cutting their hair. And it here, you know, if somebody were to cut their hair, it's not a big deal. But there it is this powerful moment and this ushering in of voices And it is a struggle there to usher in that divine feminine for different reasons. And so as far as the collective, you know, we do want to think bigger. We can, we can have an influence in our, in our sphere, so to speak, in our areas that we go. And then, um, if we really want to, um, go beyond that and empower beyond that, it's going to be to amplify the voices of other women who are trying to usher in and uncage. And so it's like supporting causes for, for women in Iran. And, um, you know, there's lots of places in the world 
where women are seen as less than, even more so, you know, than we would be seen here. So it's amplifying the voices of everywhere we see a woman is trying to speak. Um, and that's how we can also kind of extend our sphere of influence and um, making changes in the collective. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting this vision of like all of our women, like women in Iran and, you know, Saudi Arabia and just all of our sisters, just womanhood, just holding hands and just being yeah. like in solidarity of just like, we're here, like we're here and we can speak. Yeah. And that's, yeah, really beautiful. So, um, it's, uh, I, women are powerful and women, a lot of women don't, um, see themselves as powerful as they are. And there is kind of an awakening process that comes with, um, really recognizing and empowering the divine. And I don't even want to say that I'm, you know, fully aware yet either, but I do know that I have the push to find more and the push to speak more. And that as I do that, I've been discovering more empowered women and more women who are willing to speak and who help me also in my journey in, in really understanding and embodying that divine feminine power. Yeah. Yeah. And that, um, leads me to like, I wanted to share an experience, um, that I had, I am also Reiki trained. Um, and I worked with, um, a shaman for a year. And so I have had, you know, similar spiritual experiences with that. And I really wanted to be able to show, you know, to, to obviously we, we can't, our spiritual power that we have and those divine gifts, we're not able to do that in a church setting, in our church right. setting, right? And so that feels really um, like, you know, su suppressing. I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for, but um, stifling. That's it. Like it, yeah. it feels really stifling. I feel like I have so much to offer, but it's not validated. It's not recognized in, mm -hmm. in, in the church. And so... Um, I was feeling this, like, this grief about it when um, my husband was about to give our children their, you know, back-to-school blessings that that we do, and I, you know, I used my voice, <laughs> and I asked mm -hmm. him, I said, you know, I want to do something as well for our children, because I have given my children, you know, Reiki before, and you know, they, you know, if they're stressed out, sometimes my son will come in and be like, Hey mom, can you, can you give, yeah. give me some Reiki today? And I'm like, sure. You know, but I wanted that to be like, um, more of like a, uh, ritualized thing, you know, like the ba father's back to school blessing is like a ritualized thing. And so right. I talked to him and I said, how would it be if, you know, after you give our children their, priesthood, um, back to school blessings that I, you know, also do Reiki on each of them as well. And he was open to that, which I'm so grateful again, like right. we're, we're both talking about like, you know, the divine feminine, but we also both love our husbands and our husbands are mm -hmm. equal partners with us. And they're really showing up in their divine masculine to support right. the feminine when we exactly. have this. And so, yeah. Um, and so he was open to that and it was, I'm going to get a little emotional because it was such a spiritual experience 
not only for me, but for my children to see that not only dad can give them a blessing, but that mom can in her way of doing this Reiki. You know, they sat down in in a chair and he gave them their blessing with his hands um, on their head. And then they laid down on my yoga mat and I did hands on Reiki, like, you know, their whole body. And it was so beautiful for them to see. And I could feel that they were like, wow, my mom has spiritual power as well. And she has gifts that my dad doesn't have in this way, right? And together, when they both use their spiritual gifts, it is just incredible, phenomenal. It is. (sighs) And what an amazing experience that is to participate in, in blessing and healing. And, and I, it, it is, um, it's empowering. It does create, um, new opportunities and new awareness for your kids. And it also makes you think why, why is the church so afraid for women to use energy, um, and this universal energy and be the healers that we were designed to be because we really are designed to be healers in some way. Now there's lots of ways to be healers, but let's look at energy healing like with with Reiki. I mean, even in the church handbook, it cautions against using that, but there has been nothing but wonderful, empowering spiritual experience that the, that confirm the presence of the divine and and help and support and sustain our families when using that. And when you look at when the church was first created, women were allowed to and encouraged to give blessings and be healers. And there's so much wonderful history of of women being empowered in the beginning of the church. And we talk so often, the church talks about this restoration. Well, if there was a restoration... And if Joseph Smith did bring in some type of a restoration, I would say that giving women some or not having a problem with women women having this um, ability to heal and bless and, and be empowered in that way would be some type of a restoration. But again, patriarchy smothered that and women were at, at one point no longer allowed to bless and no longer allowed to heal. Now, the patriarchal society can say you're not allowed to do that, but who who are they to say what we are and what we are not designed to do? And what we are designed to do is heal in the way we feel called to heal and um, participate in the spiritual things in the way that our souls feel called to do so. So, the more that women say, you know what, I don't care what the patriarchy has to say about this. This is what I know in my soul. And I know in my soul that I'm designed to participate in this way. I'm designed to bring this energy into the world and to help my family and be a partner with, you know, my spouse in, in this kind of a way. And I know it's not wrong. Yeah. And the more women that do that, the more we usher in that divine feminine power and the more we uplift and change this world that we're in (sighs) yes and so for all of you listening this is this is your invitation to to do the same 
to step into that. And it might not be like, you know, like you said, it might not be energy healing with Reiki or you don't have to necessarily visit a shaman, but what is, what is calling you? And like that question, you know, that, um, that Ashley asked, like, what, what do I need to know today? What do you, what is true right now? What can you do in your own sphere of influence with using your voice and your own spiritual gifts? What can you do to help this, you know, wound that we, that the feminine has that we've been silenced? How can you heal that wound? Exactly. When we are designed to heal that wound, that's why we are getting, that's why we are having these experiences. That's why our generation is rising with these types of experiences because we are the cycle breakers. We are the ones that are here to heal that wound. So speak up, do your part, answer that call. You're called for a reason. When you do listen in the morning to whatever it is that comes in, follow it because it's going to guide you to where you're supposed to be in that breaking of a cycle and ushering in the the divine feminine and this higher consciousness where we work together. It's not about women being above men. It's about the beauty and the wholeness that comes when both are working together. And I do believe that we can achieve that. And I do believe that we will see more of that louder the more women listen and and answer that call. Yeah, yeah, I believe that as well. It's partnership over patriarchy, right? I, I don't partnership know. Partnership over patriarchy. Both are so divinely beautiful and and can work together and are meant to work together. It's not one or the uh, one over the other, or one or the other. It's both beautifully, divinely together. Yeah. And that's how I believe God, yeah, intended it to be, right? Yeah. So I think that's how it is intended to be as well. Yeah. Well, is there anything else that you want to to share with us? Anything else that's coming coming through, <laughs> coming in for you that you want to share? I feel like that's about all of my message today. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, you do have some exciting news. You started a podcast, so please tell us about that. Um, I, I started a podcast (laughs) Um, and I haven't released the first episode yet. It's coming in the next few days, but, um, it's called, well, what is my podcast called? (laughs) Now I can't even remember. Um, traveler, no, tourist of the universe. I, I spent way too long trying to figure out what to call it. So, um, tourist of the universe. The reason I call it or that I wanted to name it that was because I did want to have this, um, idea of an openness, uh, and, and looking at all of the things surrounding the universe and the things that are special and cool and wonderful. And, um, so it is a, a, in the category of spirituality. So I'll be sharing stories and talking about spiritual concepts. Um, and it is geared more towards uh, a post deconstruction type of thinking. Okay. But that being said, it's not limited, you know, to that at all. Obviously I'm, I'm hoping that everybody can get something out of it. Um, but you can listen on Spotify and Apple podcasts right now or 
well, in a few days when I released the, the first episode. Nice. And I am um, excited to get feedback. And if there's uh, topics that people want to hear me talk about, you can message me on my Instagram, which is post-Mormon mystic, or you can go to Spotify and there is a, a question um, section there where you can put in a question about what, or a comment about what you want to see covered. And I love feedback. Please, <laughs> please comment and tell me what you think or what you'd want to have covered, because I do want to have it be kind of an extension of the community that, that we've created on Instagram. Awesome. Oh, I'm so excited for that. I definitely will be listening every week to your podcast. Um, if, if you do release every week, I'm like, I, I kind of just do, as, do it whenever yeah, I want. As, <laughs> so. as often as I can. I mean, I do have a full-time job. I do readings. I have kids. And so like yeah. it, it gets to be kind of busy, but I'd like to, to do it as often as I can. Um, I do get to be kind of long-winded, so I'm going to have to learn <laughs> how to like make it succinct and to the point without carrying on forever but you're yeah I feel like you're really articulate (laughs) you're very articulate so there will be thank you I think you'll be able to do that um and yeah I mean hopefully as I've been interviewing you you're like if she can do this (laughs) and I can because that's really what what also spurred it it's like I've been on podcasts what the heck am I afraid of yeah (laughs) I can speak I can do this yeah and you know going back to human design like your throat yeah. is defined and you have a, ch- you're a manifesting generator and you have a channel from your sacral to your throat. And I don't, I, my throat isn't defined and I don't actually feel like I'm very articulate, but I do love connecting with people. And so that's yeah. mostly why I wanted to start it was to connect. And I also, um, you know, I want to share you know, in, in my sphere, n- never was I thinking, you know, that my podcast was going to be some like top rated one, but I think that's another invitation. If you just have something to say, you can just start it. You can just yeah, do it. You, can just say, you don't you have to be it. amazing at it. Cause I'm not, I'm not an amazing podcaster. No, but you facilitate so much and, and you, you're the projector, right? Where yes. you were designed to pass on your wisdom and that's what you're doing. So you're like doing exactly what you're designed to do. Even if you um, don't, see all of the impact of it there's always impact even if it's beyond where where we can see it's even just getting that energy out into the world that can make that chain reaction and get things going so yeah you are also making a difference thank you um one last thing since um you are also doing your classes um on mediumship if you want to tell us a little bit about that because i'm sure that some of our listeners are like interested in that yes so I do um teach mediumship 101 which is like an introduction to mediumship it is designed like the the course is really kind of designed for anybody that's interested in it it. you don't have to have had the experiences um you don't even have to be looking to be a medium mainly what it teaches you is how you are wired to receive divine information and um, how to work that wiring. And you can use that for, you know, getting your own personal revelation. You can use that for recognizing um, messages that are, are helpful to others. There's a lots, lots of different ways that we can use uh, what's learned in mediumship um, in our own personal lives and in, in changing the world and in helping each other. Um, ultimately, 
I am not going to be able to do as many classes as I want to over the next few months just because I'm moving. But if you do follow me on Instagram, I do announce when my next classes are uh, on there. And so I'm looking at possibly doing another class in February. Okay. And again, it is super basic. You don't have to um, have any type of experience or knowledge about mediumship in order to take it. It's a course in learning all the beautiful ways we are connected to the divine and can receive information for ourselves. Awesome. And then you also do readings. So if you want to tell us about those. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah, And I, I do book out kind of far right now. Um, my calendar is booked until February. Wow. Um, but, and then I had to shut it down because I am moving. Yay. Yeah. Uh, and so once I'm moved in, in, in my new location, then I will be adding my calendar back up also on Instagram oh, or it's calendly.com slash readings with Ashley is also, um, the link where you can find me if you don't want to go on Instagram. And I do 30 minute readings and hour long readings, whether it's intuitive guidance or connecting with people on the other side. Whichever it is uh, you want to do, we can do one or the other or both. It's it's up to you. And when um, when I do have openings again, I'm going to repost that that link on Instagram so you can schedule something with me. Um, I love all of the new people I meet. Um, if you uh, talk to me before a reading. Don't be offended if I don't remember your name because I do forget people on purpose so that when you come and do a reading with me, it's completely fresh and I don't have any type of pre-existing knowledge of yeah. who you are yeah. so that we really get what um, message is um, meant for you uh, without anything in my head to maybe color it a little bit. So please don't be offended if I forget who you are and you've talked to me on Instagram. It's not because I don't think you're important. It's because I want to make sure that my, my brain and everything is as clear as possible of any type of preconceived idea so that we can really get the message that's meant for you. Yeah. And that is really important. I I can, I can vouch for how important that is. So that's great that, that you do that. So awesome. Okay. Well, um, Thanks again. Yeah. Hey, exciting news. Ashley's podcast is up and live. It is called Tourist of the Universe. So go check that out. And again, if you're interested in any of her offerings, look her up at Post Mormon Mystic on Instagram. Are you on Instagram? Come follow me at the soulful woman underscore for some more goodness, and you can also subscribe to my email list. There's a link in my profile for that. See you soon!